recorded live. I, I bear no ill will toward Cheney, but I want to see him confronted with the fact that he murdered 3,000 people on 9 11. Man, it's going to be a cold day in hell for that happens, Robert. Oh, I, I got a thousand bucks in sushi that I'm willing to bet. Uh, you and I will see. You and I will see this in our lifetime. The truth is coming out. It's it's you know, Pizzagate was was a, a, an interesting thing that I think suddenly opened people's minds. And now the Korea's being united. That was uh, Xi Jinping's initiative, but Donald Trump closed that deal. Now we're going to flip over to a peace deal in the Middle East where denuclearization of Israel is on the table. Okay, Trump is no dummy, and the military people back in Trump up really know that we have to put the Zionists back in the box if we're going to have peace in the Middle East. I haven't heard anybody talking about denuclearization of Israel either. I'm woefully remiss in my research and wires, as I like to call them, scanning, or this is something that's really under the radar. What, what, what's, the, what's the story on well, that? Well, let me, let me tell you, it came out in three different places, and then I put it all together in an article that's called Peace in the Middle East, Denuclearizing Israel, Restoring Palestine, and more. Um, ever since the Zionist attack, Cynthia McKinney and myself had destroyed the hashtag on rig program, uh, I've taken a personal interest in eliminating Zionism as a force in the U.S. economy, the U.S. government, U.S. society. And I've been writing very aggressively. And my article, which was published in the Russian International Affairs Council, blog, is very explicit. Peace in the Middle East has eight different factors that need to be discussed. Um, and the nuclear, the denuclearization of Israel and Iran, and of course, removing U.S. Air Force nuclear weapons from Saudi Arabia and Turkey is on the table, and the Pentagon put it on the table. The first reference that I saw to denuclearizing Israel was Benjamin Fulford quoting the Pentagon source. And I think that's highly significant. Ben Fulford? Yes, Ben The guy that lived, the guy that lived with the cannibals and all that back in the day? Well, I don't think, I don't remember the cannibals. Ben is, we used to be Forbes' man in, in Asia. He's very respected by the gold people. He's one of the top financial analysts in Asia, fluent in Japanese. I went to Japan to meet him personally. He introduced me to a Japanese princess who gave me the Korea story. I brought the Korea story back, and nobody wanted to believe me. Four days after I published that story in the American Herald Tribune about Korea's uniting and denuclearizing, QAnon came out and confirmed it. And now, of course, we see that it's very, very real. Well, nobody in a million years would have thought that Donald Trump would be a party to unifying the Koreas and denuclearizing and demilitarizing the Koreas. Now he's moving that concept over to work with Putin in the Middle East. And I think we're going to see some truly great things in the next two years. And also here at home, I think we're going to see a, 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 an economic revival that you ain't seen nothing yet. And we're talking to new construction, we're talking a trillion dollars in new construction and new jobs. Well, you know, if you go to the search engine of most everybody's choice, you know, most everybody outside of us, even though it, it's funny, when the Palestinians tried to, Black September 1970, when the Palestinians wanted to take over Jordan, throw the king on his ear and take over, you go to Google and look for that, it would be hard-pressed to find it. You go over to DuckDuck or Start Page or one of those, and it'll come right up. I mean, I, I think uh, 
I don't, okay, I don't think. JB, let's call a spade a spade. Ashkenazi Jews are running our social media. Uh, and I've written an article, which, which you can find on Google Gestapo, in which I define the six ways in 90 days that the Zionists attacked us. They not only control Amazon. These are the elements of Google Gestapo, hashtag Google Gestapo. Amazon, which is banning books, banning reviewers, and banning reviews. I used to be the top Amazon reviewer for nonfiction. I just took all of my reviews off of Amazon. They can only be read now at my website because I'm on strike against Amazon as a reviewer because they are banning any review that they don't like that's politically incorrect. Uh, so Amazon, uh, Facebook, Google, Meetup is run by the Anti-Defamation League, which is co-sponsoring 1,087 hashtag resist groups. And it was the Anti-Defamation League, I believe, that told the CEO of Meetup to cancel my $77,000 paid program of hashtag on rig uh, meetups. I had one in each congressional district. They canceled it with, with capricious impunity. Um, the trolls have been running denial of service attacks on my website. The trolls have been um, uh, reporting us as a pornographic website to Kaspersky. That got fixed. We just posted a video by someone else on how the Israelis dominate American social media, the American search engines, and so forth. They've literally spent 20 years perfecting Google Gestapo, which is a means of censoring, manipulating, and digitally assassinating. And they're not just assassinating conservatives. They're also assassinating progressives. Uh, Roger Stone, a white alt-right guy, and Charlie Peach, a black alt-left woman, were both banned from Twitter in the same week. Okay, this is not just a war on conservatives, it's a war on critical thinkers on both sides. Well, I'll tell you what, this is amazing because i got to tell you, Robert, there is not a thing that I've come across up to this moment that suggests anybody's talking about denuclearizing Israel. I'm just telling you. Well, please, go to my, go to my article. I mean, you can, you can, you can find, find the article at robertdavidsteele.com under publications articles. Um, it's uh, had over 1,425 views, and that generally means it's on its way toward 3,000 views, and I'm talking to them about translating it into Russian so that Putin can read it. Putin does not speak English. Uh, his fluency is in German. Uh, I've also sent it to China, where it's being translated into Chinese. Um, and my book review, let me tell you, if you haven't seen it, there is a new book out by uh, Professor Gary Fields called Enclosures, which documents without question the fact that Palestine has been stolen from the Palestinians by the Zionists using five big lies and four major thefts. Actually, three major thefts are in the book. The theft of the Jordanian water is separately documented by Chuck Spinney. I will tell you that in my lifetime, I think Palestine will be restored to the Palestinians. Well, people have gone round and round on that one, too. This is true. That was pre-Trump. BT. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, supposedly there was no Palestine. That's the name the Romans gave them. Well, that's one of the five lies that the Israelis have been telling. Um, and I really urge people to, to read Professor Field's book, or if they go to if they go to net and type in review enclosure, 
they'll get right to my summary review. I write reviews for smart people. So my book reviews are like cliff notes for smart people. And my intent is to give busy people like you a capstone look at the book if you don't have the time to read it yourself. Let me tell you that I think this is the single most important book published in our generation. And the reason I'm saying that is never before has anyone documented the perfidy of the Zionists so ably. This book goes chapter and verse through law cases, through real estate transactions, through military actions that are against all applicable laws and, and treaties, and it literally lays it down. Let me, let me be really blunt here. The Zionists bought 10% of Palestine. They stole the rest. They have genocided and, and either murdered or dispossessed, which is to say turned into unemployed refugees in Europe, 85% of the Palestinians. 85% of the Palestinians have been driven from Palestine by the Zionists. You know, every once in a while, some genius will pop up on Facebook somewhere and accuse Wells as a Zionist. I'm like, oh, your mother's a Zionist, you moron. You got that woman that wears the army boots, you know that? Yeah, yeah, I don't think you're a Zionist. I think no, I'm pretty sure I'm not a Zionist. Um, I'm a Missouri-born Texan, and everything... Show me the better. Show me. Show me. Missouri, show me. Yeah, you, you know, everything is, is subject to scrutiny. I mean, it's better to be thought a cynic and maybe even a hardhead than to be thought a gullible idiot. I'll go with the former. I don't want any of the latter. And uh, the information just goes round and round and round. So one more time. What the hell is a Zionist? Oh, I'm very, very glad you asked that. I thought it was just somebody who believed that Israel should have their own own homeland, but that's only one definition. That was the that was the old original mythical definition, and I mean that was that was basically the original Zionist myth uh, that the Jews were driven out of uh, out of Palestine. In fact, the real reason they're there is because these were. The Palestinians were basically the runts in the neighborhood that could be knocked off. And so they basically went in there and knocked off the Palestinians. What I have doing what I have been doing very successfully for the past year is distinguishing between Zionism and Judaism. Judaism good, Zionism bad. Judaism is a religion to be respected and tolerated. Zionism, particularly as Zionism is practiced in the United States of America and represented by Chuck Schumer and Debbie Wasserman Schultz and Diane Feinstein, Zionism is a subversive criminal network. It is undermining the U.S. economy. It, is, uh, it has completely penetrated the U.S. government. It runs U.S. national security, and it is destroying American society. Hollywood is a Zionist tool. Pedophilia is how Zionists blackmail people and entrap people. Jeffrey Epstein is a Mossad officer, and so is Ghislaine Maxwell, who is the daughter of Robert Maxwell, who's the most famous Israeli spy in history. The Zionists have perfected the art of penetrating software across all communications and computing systems. The White House has 26 communication systems. All 26 are penetrated by the Zionists. Donald Trump has no secrets from the Zionists. And, in fact, it, it, it saddens me that when John Brennan and the FBI are making all this brouhaha about the Russians, they are very conveniently ignoring the fact that it's the Zionists 
It's the Israelis who are all over our systems. And in fact, the Awan brothers, the Pakistanis, were fall guys, just like the Saudi, uh, like the Saudi passports, which not all people were Saudi, but they all had Saudi passports and their visas were all signed by John Brennan when he was chief of station in Saudi Arabia. Well, a lot of people don't realize that Brennan was a key actor in the 9-11 uh, debacle. Um, basically, the Awan brothers were put into position in Congress by Debbie Wasserman Schultz, working for the Mossad. I mean, this is all stuff that needs to come out. Uh, and I think that we're starting to get there. And in many ways, Pizzagate was the beginning of an American awakening. And I think that there is something going on here, and people are starting to realize, I mean, this whole fake news meme, that was the CIA's equivalent of conspiracy theorists for today. Conspiracy theorist was a CIA meme that was originated to repress people who were questioning the official narrative about the Kennedy assassination. Similarly, fake news uh, is something that's been devised to try and put down alternative media like you. Well, I ran a false flag for CIA. I know what a false flag operation looks like, smells like, and how it works. No one died in mine. False flag originated in maritime warfare. We have across this country school shootings that are false flag shootings. Whether people die or not, they're actually contrived. They're there to push an agenda. Uh, and I think people are starting to wake up to that. And I'm, I'm having a discussion with a couple of billionaires who may be about to put a lot of money into the National Rifle Association which is now headed by Oli North. And one of the things that I'm telling him is the NRA has got to step up and start calling a spade a spade. These false flag operations that are seeking to advance the gun confiscation agenda need to be investigated and called out for what they are, false flag events. Most people, are at least uh, well, well-known, left-leaning organizations at least, are, are talking about this Pizzagate thing being just a made-up scandal. It's not. It's not. I mean, David Seaman and Liz Crokin and others have done very well. And I, I don't know if you know this, but since we last talked, I was not only appointed a commissioner, not a judicial commission of inquiry into human trafficking and child sex abuse, but I'm also the chief counsel. And we recently concluded hearings in London. And I will just tell you, I'm aghast at the stuff that I'm learning. Uh, a full documentary, a full video is going to be rolled out very soon, and I won't jump the gun on that, but I will just tell you that people need to get used to the idea that there are lowlifes across America who are breeding children as a cash crop. Children are being kidnapped with impunity. I just read the FBI's director's testimony. 800,000 kids a year are disappearing in the United States, and his testimony to Congress Christopher Wray could only account for saving 450 of them. That's the measure of your FBI. Well, it's beginning to look like James Comey is the measure of the FBI. I feel sorry for some of the good people that work at FBI because I know that there are some... And I like that you say good people because you're right. I constantly say that 90 to 95% of everyone who works at the FBI, the CIA, which I still care for greatly, uh, good people trapped in a bad system. Um, unfortunately, and you know, uh, Amy Seagart wrote a book on, on the CIA, the National Security Council, and, and I think it was the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff. And the conclusion of her book that, was that our institutions are flawed by design. 
and that you can only fix them if there's deep presidential interest in fixing them. And I really vividly remember from, from her book this one line, fix big or don't fix it all. When Donald Trump consolidates his power, because he's still in resistance mode. I mean, everything he's accomplished has been in the face of extraordinary resistance by every possible uh, group in, in American society, less the military, law enforcement that's coming on board, and, and a few others. Um, when he starts consolidating, I think we're going to see some major changes. For example, I have learned that Trump used the two Syrian missile attacks to gauge the effectiveness of the U.S. military-industrial complex. Thirty-three of the missiles fired by Raytheon in the first attack did not work. We now know that one-third of Raytheon's missiles will not work. What if we're going to get our money back? Well, I, my joke is, from now on, we tell Raytheon we're taking 33% off the list price. Um, I predict that in Donald Trump's second term, and I think he will get to a second term easily, I predict that in his second term he's going to cut the government in half, starting with the Department of Defense. Well, I certainly hope the Department of Education is on a short list, too. Well, I, I am inclined to agree. In fact, there's so many things that should be left to the states and should not be mandated. I, I want to see a constitutional convention one of these days. One of, I mean, I would, I would certainly like to overturn the amendment that created the Federal Reserve and the Federal Income Tax. I would like to overturn the amendment that changed the senators from being state representatives to public elected. Uh, the senators are intended to be the state representatives. Uh, we're the United States of America, not the United Mob of America. Uh, I'd like to double down on the First and Second Amendment. For example, Google, Google Gestapo, Amazon, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all of these guys are in massive violation of Title VII. They are waiting for class action lawsuits. And one of the things I'm talking to these two billionaires about is a legal and a technical summit in July, a legal summit that brings everybody together that wants to sue the bejesus out of Google and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, and also a technical summit led by Big Shoot. Big Shoot is very important because Big Shoot is not only an alternative to YouTube, it's based on BitTorrent, which means it doesn't have data centers. So BitChute could possibly be the hub for creating an entirely new social ecology that cannot be censored and manipulated where no one will be digitally assassinated. Now, you will also be accountable for your own words. Everybody will be held accountable for telling the truth, but no one will be censored and no polls or trends will be manipulated. So I'm... I gotta tell you, JB. Not only is it a pleasure to talk to you, I'm feeling good tonight. I'm feeling good about America. I'm feeling good about where we're going. Um, and in fact, if I can, let me just give you a little book that your 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 folks might enjoy reading. Albert Towns, a hundred thousand mile journey into the heart of America. James Fallows is a friend of mine. He was a speechwriter for Jimmy Carter. Here's the map. Okay, he flew a small airplane across the country with his wife. He uh, visited 42 different towns. I just published a summary review of the book at 58iota.net. Let me tell you the bottom line. The bottom line is that America is reinventing itself one town at a time, disconnected from politics. And on a long enough timeline, which let's say just say it's 10 years or 20 years, that's, that's a pretty good spread. 
What will be the result of this? A lot depends on whether Donald Trump takes our hand or not. Uh, I'm talking to some guys that are about to create a $400 million military political action pact. Uh, its intent is to put veterans into office. Congress today is 18% veteran. It's mostly fat, old, white guys uh, that have never been to war and have never seen a war they don't like because the bankers pay them to like war. Uh, so we want to put veterans back into office at every level. There's also funding that's going to go to a guy that's going to put uh, veterans and conservatives into the 50% of the seats in the Republican Party that are vacant today. There's also money that's going to go to the Libertarians and the Greens and the Independents to create a nationwide agreement so that, for example, here in Virginia, we've got a Libertarian running for Senate and uh, a Libertarian running for my congressional district where Jerry Connolly is, is uh is our congressman. What I see happening is the Libertarians, the Greens, and the Independents will divide up the 435 congressional districts, and everybody will vote for the agreed-on candidate so that we put some Libertarians, some Greens, and some Independents into Congress. You see what I'm saying? So let's say in Virginia, everyone votes for the Libertarian senator. In Michigan, everyone votes for the Green candidate for senator. So it's the old fraternity bullet vote apply to national politics. I think some very exciting things are going to happen. Now, coming back to where this is going, it all depends on whether Donald Trump will personally take responsibility for restoring integrity to the electoral system. What does that mean? Well, Cynthia McKinney and I um, created uh, hashtag unrig. Um, and over time, I've identified 12 different um, 12 different uh, changes that are needed if we're to have election reform. In other words, it's not enough to have paper ballots. The electronic voting machines are all rigged. The, the vote is decided before the first vote is counted. Okay, All of the electronic voting machines are rigged, can be rigged. But the 12 different things are universal registration. 47% of our voters did not vote in the last, last presidential election. We need to bring them back in. So universal registration, make it easy to vote, free and equal ballot access. The two-party tyranny has destroyed democracy in the United States. Tightly drawn districts. Did you know that California would lose four seats in Congress if we did not count foreigners and illegal aliens? I'm sure that's true. Congressional districts are drawn based on the number of adults in the district, including foreigners and illegal aliens. California would lose four congressional districts if we were properly counting eligible voters. Then, of course, you've got uh, free and equal public funding, free and equal media access. My idea, this is the only idea in the 12th that I've thought about, is that every presidential candidate should be required to name their cabinet in advance and have cabinet-level debates and also publish a balanced budget in advance. This would quickly allow Americans to see that they're electing a team with a balanced budget, not one white guy that can appoint his billionaire buddies uh, to the cabinet. So from where I sit, Donald Trump can go from 27%, which is what elected him. Barack Obama was elected by 26% of the eligible voters. Donald Trump was elected by 27% of eligible voters. We can take our president to 70 